0: Uh, I was walking the other day, and, and somebody was talking to a little child, and they said, and I was at a distance. They said, "Oh, you are so cute!" And I turned around and said, "Thank you, ma'am." <laughs> She's like, "I know." I, I, I was, I, I said, "I know." <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta steal it. You know what I'm talking about? Today we're beginning a brand new series, and the series is called Stress Out. Amen. Not being stressed out, you've got to get it, stress out, getting stress out. Would you agree with me that we're a little amped up? Yes. Okay, all right, there's a few of us here, yes. Yeah, just ask the person you rode with you, they'll tell you, yes, you're a little amped up is that we're all a little more stressed over the last several months, all that we've been through. I was at the gym again the other day. Listen, it's a good thing I go to the gym. I wouldn't have anything to talk about, right? <laughs> but this guy, I was walking by, and this guy said to me, he's like, uh, how are things at your church? I said, well, they're, they're getting better. I said, you know, they're doing pretty good. People beginning to come back, and uh, it's good. And then all of a sudden he got this look on his face. He says, I ain't been back in five weeks to my church. I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, he's like mad. I thought, oh, I thought the next thing was coming out, you ain't going to believe what my pastor did. I thought, I thought that was the next, you know. But it wasn't. He says, I'm so mad at him. And I was like, oh, really? He said, yes. I'm mad at him. He says, you know, I got I know people that don't even go to church and they're not even saved. They do everything against God and everything they touch turns to gold. And here I'm struggling. And before I could think, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you talk before you think. Yeah. so before I think, you know, in those situations, the best thing to do is just say, I'm sorry to hear that, and just keep going, you know? Like, don't, don't, don't stay too long in that. And before I thought, I thought, well. My friend, if you're a child of God, you're going to be walking on streets of gold one day. I got to (laughs) go. That is true, isn't it? But people are just stressed out. I mean, they're just, we're, we're all a little stressed. And what I want to tell you is this, is we start this series. This series is not about you not having any more stress because that's just not true. You're always going to have stress as long as we live on this planet. Now, last week we talked about going to heaven. Once we get to heaven, then it's going to be okay. Once we get there, I mean, like, the people that get on your nerves are going to be changed on the way up. Hallelujah, right? And I just want to tell you, I'm going to be changed on the way up. Because if I wasn't changed on the way up after we were together for a while, I'd get on your nerves. Ask Rhonda. I mean, she's like, man, Jeff can get on your nerves, you know? And so what I'm just saying is that as long as we're on there and some of you think, well, if I could this can just happen to my life, then my stress will go go away. If I if I don't, you know, if I could get another job or if I could retire. Let me tell you something. Retired people have stress too. Amen. As a matter of fact, retired people because me or you are their children. You see, you're their children. Your parents are retired and you're still stressing them out. Amen. You know what I'm saying. I mean, our bodies, Our bodies. there's times that our bodies ache, right? I mean, like the, we, have, we have issues with our body. There's always something that's going to be in our lives that's going to cause us some stress. And so the goal is, while we're on this earth, is God not to take away the stress because some stress makes us better. Matter of fact, that's what they tell me. You know, when I go to the gym and work out and just about die, they tell me, oh, you're getting better. <laughs> I don't feel better, but they tell me I'm getting better. I mean, when they're over there, you know, saying, sir, do you need some oxygen? Is there something? you need to sit down a minute? You're getting better. <laughs> I don't think so. But anyways, what I want to tell you is that, so it's not about, it's not about no stress. It's about God helping us manage our stress. Amen? It's about God working in us and through us to get us through and, and to make our stress less. And so I want to give you these four words today that, that I hope that you'll remember Uh, throughout this series and the rest of your life. And so they're coming up on the screen, and I'd like for you to say them out loud at home as well. Would you please say these out loud with us? Let's say them. You ready? Come on, here we go. Jesus in, stress out. Let's say it again. Didn't that feel good? Matter of fact, some of you just let a little stress out when you said that. I could just sense it. Let's do it again. Let's say it. Come on, you ready? Jesus in, stress out. Jesus in, stress out. This week I was... um, uh, many of you know that like, at this time of the year, I usually begin praying about next year. What did God want us to speak? What do you want me to speak on? And so a year ago, this time I was praying, and this is a season that I felt like that we should be talking about stress. I had no idea what we'd be going through, but God did. And so that's why we're talking about it. But I don't always, I don't have all the messages. So I knew the topic, and I'm like, okay. So I started this Monday, and I came in. I was like, you know, got here early. I'm like, okay, God... Let's begin to work through this. Where do you want me to go? And I, Monday, I got nothing. Like, Lord, you know, this is what I do every Monday, is start begging God for Sunday. Oh, God, please help me. Give me something to say that will be helpful to people and change their lives. And so, Tuesday morning, I was up praying Tuesday morning. And I can tell you that when I got up Tuesday morning and began to pray, the Lord gave me exactly what I'm to say to you today. And I feel more compelled to tell you that than, than most times because I feel like I got a word for you today. Uh, that's from God, that's going to help you with stress, going to help me with stress. And these words come from John 14. Look what it says. Jesus said this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, I want to share out of this passage today, there's three things that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind and to my heart to share with you that you might be able to do What the title of this message is, and that is how to stress less. Doesn't that sound good? How to stress less. Okay, we're not gonna get rid of all stress, but we can get rid of some stress and, and, some, and make it healthy stress that we deal with. And so how to stress less, I want to give you three things today That I believe are going to empower you to do that. And so the first one is this: if you're taking notes, or or if you have your app and you're taking notes with that, number one is this is worship over worry. Worship over worry. I cannot overemphasize this. And this is what Jesus was saying. Look, in the first part of that verse, it's on your outline. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. In other words, you have a choice in how much stress you have. You have a choice. How much are you going to let your heart be troubled? And I can tell you, the way that trouble comes to our heart is we think about the wrong things many times, right? I mean, when we we keep dwelling on the wrong things, and this is what I would share with you, is that, listen, if if we're going to stress less, we have to learn to think about what we think about. Did you hear that? You have to learn to think about what you're thinking about. When you're waking in the middle of the night and you're stressed out, and it's because you're thinking about the wrong thing. And if you can turn worry into worship in the middle of the night, there's nothing that's better than when you get stressed out because you're awakened by thoughts that are what's gonna, going on and what's happening in your life, all the wrong thoughts. If you can let that trigger you to worship God and begin to change your mind from what you were thinking about to thinking about God, you turn your worry into worship and it changes everything. It's worship over worry. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, what... What, what consumes your mind will control your life. Yes. What consumes your mind will control your life. The emotions that you are feeling right now are because of the thoughts that you're thinking right now. And this is what I want to tell you. The way that you feel about the person that you may have rode to church with right now is because of the thoughts that you're thinking about them right now. Now don't look at them, okay? <laughs> Don't look at them. But the way that you feel about people is because of thoughts you're thinking about them. And if, if you're thinking bad thoughts about it, you're never going to feel good about somebody that you're thinking bad about. Isn't that awesome? There's a breakthrough right there. <laughs> if you don't get anything, if you change, listen, when you get rid of stinking thinking, your life gets better. But it's hard for all of us because when worry begins to set in on us, look at the Bible, says in Romans 12 and 2, don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Do not, he says. So remember, when he says do not, that means we have control, that we can control that. And one of the things that causes us more stress than anything else is when we feel that things are out of control. When we feel like the world is out of control. And here's what I want to share with you. One of the greatest things that you can do for yourself is to limit your media and social media time. Because media, news media, if if you are hung on news channels all the time, 24-hour news all the time, or social media all the time, you're always going to hear news that's going to stress you out and make you feel out of control, and they're going to try to make you angry, and you're going to be mad at me, and I ain't said anything to you. Isn't that the truth? Isn't it, isn't it amazing how people that we don't know can make us so mad that we get mad at people that we do know? woo it's, 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 it's amazing. I've learned this through the years because when a pastor does something bad, I can meet people and they're mad at me. Yeah. I'm like, man, I haven't done. What have I done to you? Well, I, you know how you preachers are. Well let me tell you how you reprobates are. Hey, come on. Come on, come on. I'm sorry. So, so so listen. Aren't you tired of social media that's either it's either telling you what you should think or are always showing pictures of making you feel bad for what you're not? Yeah. Always comparing, isn't it? Yeah. So we can never we can we're always stressed out because we don't have enough because they got more than us because they're better than us. And so we're stressed out. Okay, so just dial that down. Here we go. He goes on. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his, perfect, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So worship has to become a part of your life. And one of the greatest ways is prayer. Now, here's what I want to tell you. If we're, our lives are going to get better, sometimes we're going to change the way that we pray. Amen. Because many times we pray this way. Oh, God i'm dying oh lord you don't care about me god if you would you would do something oh god i'm so depressed oh god oh lord you gave me this stinking husband that i have oh god this wife is driving me crazy god you knew that she was the way she was before you gave her to me oh god oh these children oh god lord i why look at everybody else's kids god and they're not like this oh god That just hit our prayer life right there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Give me these mom and daddy. God, you, I didn't have no choice of who my parents were. God, you, you gave them to me, God, and they're, they were, they're crazy. <laughs> that's it. And see, that's the way we pray. And what we do is that this, is that we tend to, to tell God how big our problems are but what we need to learn to do in order to, in order to worship over worry is this, is that we, learn to te- we need to learn to tell our problems how big our God is. See, see we see it. many Most of us in this room will know the story of David and Goliath remember the little boy little shepherd boy maybe five foot one maybe maybe uh, and he's about probably about 13 14 years old and he goes out and faces a giant who is about nine foot uh, nine feet six inches tall he weighs about 450 pounds and he's all suited up in armor you know he's got everything that he's waiting for he's a warrior and and as David goes out to meet him he doesn't he doesn't say oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god look what I look look what my big mouth's got me into now. He didn't say that. He didn't say, now, God, look at at Goliath over there. He's 9 foot 6 inches tall. He's 450 pounds. He's got all this armor. There is no way, God, I can do that. He didn't go in there and tell God how big Goliath was, did he? No, look what the Bible says. Look what it says. In in, in 1 Samuel 17, it says, David said to the Philistine. Everybody say Goliath. Say it again, Goliath. And that's who he's talking about you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin but I I come against you in the name of the Lord almighty do you see that did you see that did you see what happened he changed the way he prayed didn't he he said I want you I want you to know goliath that my god is bigger than you and matter of fact my God's better than you and my god's tougher than you and a matter of fact my God is going to do something to you and he's going to allow me to take that sword you got. I'm going to take your own sword and I'm going to cut your ugly head off because my God is so big and so bad. You don't scare me because of my God. Amen? How about that? How about, why don't you begin to pray about that situation that you have? Why don't you just go ahead and tell the devil that he can't have your marriage because God is bigger than the problem that you got. Why don't you go ahead and and, and look your financial situation in the eye and say, you will not overcome me because God's going to anoint me, give me the wisdom, and we're going to get through what we're going through. You cannot win. Listen, that's the way we pray. And when you pray that way, it is powerful. And guess what? You stress less because it's not all up to you. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Quit living like it's all up to you. That's what faith is all about. See what we say? We say this. It's, it's worship over worry. Yes. Worship over worry. And that's why we say again on the screen, Jesus in. Stress out. Say it again, ready? Jesus sin, stress out. That's what happens. The second thing I will share with you is this is faith over fear. Faith over fear. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's faith over fear. One of the greatest things to help you get through what you're going through and reduce your stress is having some good people of God around you. Your company will determine your level of tension many times. Amen? Yes. Yes. And so, so getting around some people like that. One of the things I, 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 about me is that whenever I've got to go through something like a surgery, I want to talk to somebody who's been through that surgery. Like I, I had sinus surgery. And, and the and the doctor said, Oh, there's nothing to this, you know. I'm like, shoot, I'm paying you. I ain't listening to you. Yeah. You know, he's gonna put me through pain, he going, and after I'm done, ain't nothing I can do about it. So I want to talk to somebody that's been through it. And so I would I would ask people, like, okay, tell me what this is about. And they would sure enough say, Oh, this is not bad. Because you know the difference between major and minor surgery, don't you? And this is it. It's major when it's on me and minor is when it's on you. <laughs> that's major minor, baby. huh, oh. I'm talking about getting a splinter out of my finger is major surgery. <laughs> you know the difference between a major-minor problem now, right, is a major when it's my problem and minor when it's your problem. And so, so understand, so getting with somebody, and, that, and that's why we have groups at our church, because, see, coming in a setting like this, you only see the people and you don't get to know them. But in a group, God, thank God through my life, It's been there that I've been able to make connections with people that have been going through the same thing that I've been going through and God used them to encourage me while I was going through it. And there's times that that I had been through some things that other people were going through and I've been able to encourage them. That's why you should be a part of a group. And I hope that you will sign up and that you will be a part of a group. Also serving. Yesterday, we got to go down to a friend's house and served yesterday. It was about, I think it was about 50 or 60 people from our church that showed up. And uh, man, we worked very hard yesterday. But it was fun. You know why? Because we got to serve together. And every week at SEC, we give people that opportunity to serve beside each other. And it's fun. And you get to know them. You get to know a little bit about them. And sometimes they can help you get through what you're going through. Or you can help them. Amen. And if you've not been through growth track, it's time to get your life on track. Why don't you go through Growth Track just to see what this church is all about and get, get connected. Get connected. That God can direct you. It's your connections that will determine your direction. And so, so please sign up for Growth Track. You can do that on your connection card. Look at this next statement. In, in Romans 8 and 28, we find out here that faith is believing God is, is working even when I don't see him working. That's what faith is. Romans 8 28 says this. And we know that, now look at this, look at what's underlined here. In all things, God what? Now, what does God work in? All All things. God works in all things. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So there we go. The indicator is those that love him and who have been called according to his purpose. When you choose to believe that God is working in your life, it reduces your stress. In other words, listen, if you're a Christ follower today, if you're really a Christ follower today, not just a Christ acknowledger, but a Christ follower, then you have less stress than people that you know. That's why why you don't understand why people do the crazy things they do. why Why would they ever get to that point? Because they have a lot more stress than you. Because you believe that God is working. You believe he's working when you can't see him working. And that's what the Bible says about God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the Father would send the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter. That's what he named it. He said the comforter is going to come. You know why? Because it comforts our heart to know that the Holy Spirit is working when we can't see him doing anything. The Holy Spirit is like the wind you know, the Bible says like the wind. You see, you, the wind's blowing, and you don't see the wind. You just see the leaves rustling in the trees, right? You just feel the effects, but you can't see the wind. And the same thing that's happening when the Holy Spirit's working in your life, you can't see it, and many times you don't even feel it, and you don't even know that he's worked until the work's done. Amen? Amen. He's working in your lives. And that's why the Bible says this in Romans 8 and 26. Look what he says. He says in Romans 8, 26, the Holy Spirit helps us in our what? He helped us... He helps us in our weakness. When you are weak, it's the Holy Spirit that's helping you. And many of you are sitting in this room right now because the Holy Spirit has helped you, amen? Or you wouldn't be here. When you thought you couldn't go another day, another step, you when after that person broke up with you, that boyfriend or girlfriend, you didn't think you could make it, but the Holy Spirit got you through what you was going through. When you were going through that divorce, it was the Holy Spirit that got you through what you was going through. When when your family was cracking up, it was the Holy Spirit that got you through what you was going through. When when everybody on your job said you would never be promoted and and you shouldn't even try, but it was the Holy Spirit that got you through what you was going through. When they blasted you on social media and it seemed like the whole world was against you, it was the Holy Spirit that got you through what you was going through. Matter of fact, I would tell you, it's because God has had your back is the reason you're not on crack. Amen? The the reason you're still here and you're still here is because God had your back. You know, you see other people that are strung out. And the reason that you're not strung out is because the Holy Spirit was working in you and through you. Had He not been, you would have been a drughead yourself because you couldn't handle all this. It's too much pressure, right? But the Holy Spirit working in you and through you has sustained you. And you are here because of Him. Listen, you're not that good. We know you better than that. You're not that smart. You know, you're not that strong. It's the Holy Spirit that's been working in you, that's got you where you are, and He's going to get you where you're going to be. And in the moments that you feel like you can't take it anymore, and you don't know what to do, it's the Holy Spirit that has comforted you. He's been your pillow at night. He's been there in the early morning hours. He's been there in the midnight hours. He saw you every tear that you cried. He's heard every. every prayer that you prayed. He's seen your heart break, and he's been there to get you through what you're going through. It is the Holy Spirit of God it is not your power, and it's not my power. The Bible says this in Zechariah 4, 6. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You're only going to get where you're going to go through the power of Almighty God. And you are stronger than you think you are. Why? Because in your weakness, he becomes strong. When I, when I am nothing and can't do nothing, then that's when God gets the invitation to show up and show out and show who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. The power of God. You've got to understand, he shows up. He shows up. The reason I haven't killed anybody is cause of the Holy Spirit. How about you? The reason my children are still alive, the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm alive and my parents didn't kill me, the Holy Spirit. Right? He's working. When you can't see Him work, He's working. And so today, my question to you is this Do you have the Holy Spirit? Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're on your own, and, and it's too much stress. God did not create you to go through life by yourself. You need the, the power of the Holy Spirit to go through this life. Amen. And so today, if you don't have, you say, "How do I get him, Jeff?" I'm glad you ask. Amen. You receive His Son, Jesus. You receive God's Son, Jesus, and the gift that He brings is the power of the Holy Spirit. That means that you don't see it, and you might not even feel it, but all of a sudden, after you receive Jesus, it's amazing how something changes on the inside of you, and then you just start noticing he's working. Amen? Amen. Amen. So today, in this room or watching, if you do not know Jesus, today's the day you just say the prayer, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. I need you. Forgive me. Help me to do your will. That I can be all that you want me to be and all that I desire to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, there's a connection card in this room that you can check that box. and says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. Or you can text us that that number following Christ. If you're watching at home on your app, whatever way you choose to do it. But all I want you to know is that last week, 25 people checked that box. And we say praise God for that. (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah! The third thing I would say, so we said it's worry over worship, it's faith over fear, and the third thing is this, it's God's promise over my problem. God's promise over my problem. Jesus said this, and if I go prepare a place for you, would you read those next three words? Let's read them out loud. I will. I will. I will come. I will come. I will come. I will. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. See, he gave a promise. Jesus said uh, about my return, I'm going to come again. We talked about it last week. The return of Christ is going to happen. And we believe it's, sooner than, it's coming pretty soon. We believe that. But he's saying, I made a promise and the reason that we have a problem with God's promises is, is because when we're children, we learn not to trust, right? Our children have taught us how much we're dishonest. Because when we tell our kids, say, okay, well, listen now, we can't go this week, but we're going to go next week. Our girlfriend, our boyfriend have taught us to, be this, to not trust, right? Because they said, hey, you know what? We'll do this next week. We can't do it this week. And they don't do it. And and so people all our lives have made promises to us that they have not kept. And I made promises I haven't kept. And you made promises you haven't kept. Amen, everybody? And and so the way we know is our children cue us in on how bad it is because you tell your kids we're going to go. And you'll say, we're going to go next week. And they say, you promise? Yes, yes, I promise. No, no, no. No, you promise you're going to do that? We have to, we've promised now, baby, it'll be okay. You promise, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye. Yeah. Man, that's bad when our kids have got to threaten torture to us, right? <laughs> like, we're just going to put a needle right in your eye if you break this promise. But the reason we're that way is because we've had promises broken to us. Right. See, that person that said... I'm going to be the love of your life for the rest of your life. And in dating, all of a sudden you found out that they were cheating in dating. And they broke your heart. And so therefore, you've not trusted. Maybe you made a a commitment and you went to an altar and you prayed a prayer. You prayed together. You did a ceremony together. You committed your lives together. And that person said they'd be there till death do you part. And somehow you found yourself going through a divorce because somebody broke a promise. And so it hurts you so bad. So therefore, you don't trust people anymore. Maybe, Maybe it was your mom or your dad that made a promise to you and yet they broke that promise and so therefore you don't trust anyone anymore. Maybe it was a brother or sister that promised you something and they broke the promise and, and you don't trust anyone anymore. Maybe it was a pastor that made you a promise and they broke that promise and therefore you don't trust anyone anymore. And because, because of that fear of being hurt or let down again, you sort of like this and when, you, when you're when you afraid to trust anybody, it creates more stress on you because it means i got to do it myself and if you've got to control the world yourself, you are stressed out so today the Holy Spirit of God is saying receive my promise he's made, you've got a promise some of you have a promise in your heart that God's made you that you've got to hold on to the Bible goes on to say this in Isaiah 43 when you go through the deep waters, would you read out loud what's underlined as a promise to you, let's read you ready come on I will be with you. God says, I'm never going to leave you. No matter how much you turn your back on him, he never turns his back on you. Hallelujah. Oh, he never turns his back on you. He says, when you go through the rivers of difficulty, let's read what's online. Come on, this is a promise to you. You will not drown. And some of you feel like you're going to drown today, don't you? You feel like, how are we going to make it? Because this is... Things are just going crazy. Then he goes on to say, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. See, God keeps his promises. Just because you're struggling right now does not mean that God will not keep his promise to you. Let me say that again. Just because you're struggling right now does not mean that God's not going to come through for you. Just because you're having a hard time does not mean that God is done with you and that God is not going to show up. I love the next verse, Romans 8 and 37. This is one that I've held on to many times in my life. It says, no... Would you read what's underlined? Let's read it. Ready? Come on. In all these things... I want to ask you something. What does that word, all, not cover? Amen. You say, well, you know, I know them, but, but this is what I got going on. Oh. Well, I know that, yeah, God can do that, but, but this is me. No, 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 no. All oh. things. Oh. In all these things, we are more than. I like that. We're, not, we're, not, we're more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors. We're more than conquerors, amen? That means that that I'm not just going to get by. No, no, no. I'm going to do better than just get by. Amen? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through Jesus Christ. You're more than a conqueror. If you've been around SEC longer, you've been watching a while, you know I'm a storyteller. Usually every week I have a story to tell you, something that's happened in my life, or something that's happened with Rhonda and I. Matter of fact, some people have asked me how in the world I stay in. Rhonda allows me to stay in the same house as much as I talk about us. It's called forgiveness, by the way. So today, I I wanted to tell you a story of how God has come through, how He's done the impossible. But this is what I f- feel compelled to do. It's not for you to hear my story, but for you to review a story that He's given you. The question today, has God done anything in your past? Is there any moment in your life that you knew that God showed up? Is there any moment in your life that God has just showed up